I'm Millie. And I'm B. And this is Mommy and Murder Podcast. Today's mommy episode is about mom guilt. Ooh, that'll be fun. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a long one then. <laughs> Probably. You got a lot of guilt up in there. Yeah, it's all pent up. <laughs> so before we get started on the deep guilt that we all carry, because <laughs> you know it's all in there. Any parent that is a parent or close to a parent understands. Yeah. Or even not a parent. Even not a parent. Feel. Just, yeah, the guilt eats you. Yeah. Uh, any any specific small thing this week that you really felt that mom guilt come up? Well, the kids got sick, right? So I think every time that the kids get sick, it just kind of hits you in the gut because you're mm-hmm. like, well, what am I doing wrong, right? Like mm-hmm. my kids had just had a really bad cough for a couple of days even. Um, like we were, we were like out of commission for two and a half weeks. They're finally getting better. Their little bodies are finally, and then they have the poops. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it makes you feel guilty because for my birthday, we went to Disneyland. So part of me goes, oh, shoot, like, should we not have gone to Disneyland? Did they pick something up while they were there? Because obviously there's a lot of kids. There's not cleaning happening in between merry-go-rounds, right? It's just yeah. kid after kid after kid. So probably pick something up there. Makes me feel selfish for, you know, having Doing fun. Doing something for your birthday, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, even, and they got to go. It's not like I just did something with my husband. It was just yeah. just the kids, you know, got sick afterwards. And now I feel bad about it. And, you know, then when the kid's sick, they get everybody else sick. And then they take the whole family out of commission. And then I'm not as productive. And then I feel guilty. Here I am having a podcast today, right? When I feel bad leaving my husband alone with the kids. And I'm like, shoot, should I be there, you know, helping and yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I've owned yeah. plenty of, that was just this morning, so. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to hear about Monday through Friday? <laughs> I could give you one the a daily, day. Yeah. Daily rundown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I mean, I, I mean, I already told you this one, but I'll tell again for our listeners out there. <laughs> um, I started doing, so my nails have always been super short because I'm a nail picker, mm-hmm. right? But I started doing these, and I don't like getting my nails done uh typically like i don't like acrylics i don't because i have to pick and then i just i then i can't pick them off and then it hurts mm-hmm. um but i've been doing these like what they call like nail wraps like the sticker thingies and so my nails have been growing and i like them mm-hmm. right but i don't like the way they're shaped naturally so but whenever i try to file them it just turns out messed up and then they're short and then i'm like i'm just gonna cut them all off so i was like oh maybe i'll get my nails done like just get like gel or like something, you know, Teach to, yourself a little. Yeah. And so like that way they can file them like a professional mm-hmm. to the shape I want, you know? And then I talked to my husband about it and he was like, yeah, like go for it, babe. Like, yeah, definitely do that. Like, I'm okay with that. I'll watch her. No worries. And then I was like, okay, if this one friend, you know, says they're free, because the only friend that would probably also go with me. Cause you just got yours done. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I had asked her, I was like, oh, are you free? Like this day, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh no, da, da, da. And I was like, okay. And then the mom got set in. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be spending that money. Mm-hmm. The one day, you know, that we have, that we don't have anything going on, you know, my husband has a day off for, by chance, you know, for the first time in forever. And I was like, I don't need to be out of the house. Like I should be spending time with my family, not doing something for myself. Yeah. And so all of that just like, I was driving home almost crying because I was like, I was like, I shouldn't be like thinking about this. Mm. Like I should, this should never be a thing. You feel so selfish in the moment. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
Like, you're watering up right now. I know because I was like legit almost <laughs> crying off the way home. It, she's she's getting a little teary eyed. I no, mean, you it can. I don't know if they'll be able to see it that close. It's not know. that dramatic. I mean, I'm pale, so my eyes get red. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. She's not but. high. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's just tearing up a little bit. But yeah, so that was the one one of the things from this week that yeah. like really got you up. Yeah. Well, can I talk about a mom win I had? Yeah. Yeah, just so always. that we can offset the yeah, <laughs> offset the negativity. I don't even know if I told you about this because um, I was like, oh, I should save it for the podcast. We talk too much, though, then sometimes we're repeating what <laughs> yeah. we're saying. Dang it, my nose. <laughs> okay, so for those who listened to our <laughs> first episode, I am so sorry for my breathing. I listened back and I was like, I, oh my goodness. And I realized it's a nerve thing. Yeah. Not, I, not to mention she's pregnant. Right, you're you're well, yeah. pregnant, so you're out of breath just because being pregnant is stupid. So, but like breathing, it wasn't breathing through my mouth. I'm like, like, oh, you sniffled? <laughs> yes, I didn't even I, notice the sniffling. That's what it was. Oh, okay, yeah. But I was like, ah, and I noticed it so much, and I was like, oh no. Well, well, I think that we're both learning about. Yeah, things. I did not know I sounded like this. Right, I genuinely thought I had a lot more bass in my voice. I was telling you this. I thought I sounded like a, like in my day to day life. I hear a man's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I had a manlier voice, a more bass, you know, more bass in my voice. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, I sound like a girl. I even <laughs> I even thought like, oh, maybe I'm using my customer service voice. So I asked my husband. I asked you. I was like, hey, am I am I you know like does that is that what I sound like? Like you have to listen to that all the time. <laughs> my husband specifically told me don't use your customer service voice yeah no when recording because my customer service voice sounds like this yeah nobody wants to hear no nobody (laughs) i do it when i'm ordering anything to like Mm -hmm. drive through i think we just don't want to seem like rude you know like we don't we both have worked in customer service lines at some point we worked together in a retail store i've worked at you know like a burger place where like we've both worked several places before where we're customer oriented so I think it's a reflex. Yeah. <laughs> He'll make fun of me when we go places and I order. I know. All my voice will go so high and I'll look back and he's like. Husband's mm. always like, why are you so nice to the Starbucks employees, but you can't be nice to me. <laughs> um, my mom, mom win. Yeah. <laughs> Circle back. So mom win. Um, last night I was playing with ENA and they were, you know, like, you know, those magnetic blocks that there are out there, blocks and triangles and mm-hmm. you, they stick together. Um, so I was playing with them and, you know, A's little, so he got bored of it pretty quickly after he couldn't throw them around at people. He was pelting <laughs> us, man. And so he kind of did his own thing for a little bit. Then it's just E and me. And so then A ended up loving tearing our stuff down. I don't, <laughs> so we would build a house together. E and I would build a house together and then he would bulldoze through it. Right. And E was getting frustrated. Cause she's three. She's almost three. Right. So she's like, mom, I hate do my stuff <laughs> so she, all so my she, hard work is being hard, destroyed mind you i built everything she just was like mom can you can you add this mom i want my cow to fit right like that she was telling she was just bossing me around but so uh, she's the foreman of yeah, the construction she, company. she draws the plans and yeah. i'm just the doer yeah but she uh she gets upset and i'm like no babe like look it that means we get to do it again right that's that's let's try again that's exciting we get to make a new house let's make it bigger right like i try to put a positive spin on it yeah and then you know like we we she actually stuck with the usually she's done with the an activity pretty quickly um but we did it for like 30 minutes last night um so it was pretty pretty exciting and then um i, I had something beautiful in the works <laughs> <laughs> to the point where i was like no a stay away like stop babe like don't yeah. touch mommy's building <laughs> 
because I was excited. It looked really good. She could fit all the houses. It had compartments, whatever. (laughs) And so so, A knocks it down again, right? And I just slump my head. I don't yell, right? Because whatever, it's a... The kids are being kids and it's developmentally appropriate. And so then I slump my head down and I'm kind of bummed out. And then E goes, mom, we get to try again. Yay, high five. And she gives me a high five and she's like, yay, mom, build it. And I was like, okay, babe. That's so cute. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm doing something right (laughs) through all the madness. So cute. So that was my mom win last night. That's good. (laughs) I'll take it. Emma's starting this new phase, my favorite phase ever. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a sarcastic my favorite phase? No, it's legit my favorite phase. (laughs) Whenever you ask, like, can I have a kiss? Or, like, do you want a kiss? Her kiss is, like, headbutting you, which is super cute. I love it. Like, Uh forever. It's always been a win. Mm -hmm. But lately, she's been asking for hugs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes. My time has (laughs) come. And the past... um, So me and my husband have, like, an hour each day before, like, after I get home and he has to go to work. Mm -hmm. And so she'll run back and forth between us both. Mm -hmm. Hugs, Mm -hmm. hugs oh must make your heart melt yes and i was like oh she does love me <laughs> because you teach them so much about body autonomy yeah. up until this point and then once they start to choose to give it to you right because mm-hmm. because you and i both follow that parenting method yeah. where we're like hey if you say no it's your body that's fine you don't owe me kisses kind of yeah. thing right so when they go out of their way to do it your heart melts a little yeah like, oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> you do like me it's like wow i'm not just your uh your landlord <laughs> yeah and um part of our bedtime routine is we like do bath get her dressed and then we get her um some like some milk and we, i walk back up the stairs with her and the way our stair is is there's like this little platform in between like mm-hmm. the set of stairs mm-hmm. and so she knows usually we stop at that point and i ask her for a kiss go kiss and she, she gives me a kiss but lately she's been doing it for me so we get to that point and she'll go kiss Yes. And then a few steps later, kiss. Oh, heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to forget about all the terrorizing you did today. All the throwing of every single puzzle piece <laughs> that you just the opened. Face. The crying because I gave you what you wanted. Yeah. But you didn't do it right. <laughs> no. She wanted two squeezies instead of one squeezie. Yeah. And she should have had both, apparently. <laughs> one for we each We were hand. upstairs. <laughs> yeah, upstairs, you're pregnant and you have a toddler. I get it. Yeah. I did it and too. I already went downstairs to get her one. Mm-hmm. And I went back upstairs, and she was like, squeezy? And I was like, we can't I, right now. In a little bit, we can go back down and get it. Mm-hmm. Full tantrum. Oh, yeah. I What I, I ended like, up doing I, when I was pregnant, and I had E at like one-ish. She was mm-hmm. one. I was like almost having A. And I ended up just having a snack drawer upstairs. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I have a snack drawer upstairs. I had it. I probably still do, and it's probably bad. I but it would be out empty like in a day. It, it is, but that's what husbands are for. <laughs> And fill it, please. Yeah, I was like, hey, babe, can you? It's like, you know how I made you the most beautiful firstborn and I'm making you a son now? Anyways, <laughs> please add more chips this time. <laughs> for me and the baby. <laughs> yeah, for me and the baby. No, I had a snack basket for the kid, right? Like she would just come and grab whatever she wanted because I also want her to be like independent, yeah. right? So she knows where her snacks are. She goes. The only problem was she would open everything or she would ask for everything to be open and not touch it. So we ended up yeah. just having one snack drawer because there's one upstairs and downstairs. The thing is, we put our, she calls them squeezies, the applesauce little mm-hmm. thingies in the fridge. So she knows where they're at, but she can't get to them. So she's yeah. like, squeezy, squeezy, squeezy. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going. There's a <laughs> mini, that? there's a mini, you don't, I don't know if you've seen it, but I have a mini fridge upstairs. It's not like, it's like those makeup size mini fridges. So super, super small. Like, 
it's upstairs. Uh, you know, my TV console upstairs yeah. in the loft, um, right there. It's oh. in the it's in the cabinet. I've never used it once, but I bought it to be <laughs> as, like a the squeezies yeah place the jackpot. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah, you could have the fridge because <laughs> I've literally never used it. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever use it either, but yeah. <laughs> it's a cool, it's a, but it helps. Yeah. It helps. Having your snacks upstairs makes everything so much more convenient because I get so annoyed. <laughs> it's so funny. I, growing up, you're always like, I want a two story house because in your, at least in my mind, that was like grand gesture. Grand. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're rich. <laughs> and then I decided a couple years ago, maybe I was like, I don't think I want a two story house anymore. Just that walking, mm-hmm. you know, I was like doing laundry, going back up for everything. And then whenever we were looking for to like rent a house, mm-hmm. um, my husband grew up in a two story house. I never grew up in a two story house, so maybe that's why. But he was like, "Yeah, two story house," and we we found this one and we got it. Whatever moved in, and then he goes, "I don't think I want a two story house." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, cool." So we've decided whenever we buy a house, not two story house. You you have to because honestly. Maybe when the kids are a little bit older and they go up and down the stairs by themselves, because speaking of anxiety, right? Like I get nervous that they're going to fall down the stairs and die, right? Like everything kills them. (laughs) Em fell down the last two stairs the other day. Mm -hmm. I had a big old like red spot on her forehead. Oh my gosh. It breaks your heart. Scared me. Yeah, no, scares the fuck out of you. But like (laughs) scares scares you. It's so scary. Yeah, no, I, that the same stuff has happened to me. Like A has fallen down the stairs too. So it's, and he was fine and he fell. I have carpet. I have carpets. I mean, still scary, still hurts. No, I have carpeted stairs and he was just upset because I was crying. Mm. Yeah. That was the only thing that scared him was that mom was like, cause he was so like, they don't, they don't even notice to be honest. Like they fall (laughs) off the things and they're totally fine. Like, and, and, and then i'm the one who like i just it was stairs it yeah was different right yeah so i'm don't react so they fall off the couch they fall off the bed whatever right mm-hmm. <clears throat> e has climbed out of her crib before and landed on her back oh my gosh and we have the ring footage for that because we have a, a camera inside of the bedroom right in the baby room and so you just see her flop out and she starts scream crying right oh. and I, I go there i'm like going oh. and you're not supposed to pick them up but i just like grab her and i start holding her and comforting her because you're not supposed to pick them up because possible injuries yeah. right but I was, you just don't think yeah you don't it's just think. your instinct is to yeah. comfort yeah believe it or not <laughs> wow what what a thought <laughs> motherhood yeah <laughs> okay so what were you gonna tell me about mom guilt but I one of the things that i've noticed is that and I can only speak from like my perspective and what I've heard from other like moms. Obviously I'm sure dads feel this way. I'm sure like other parents feel this way. Um, but just from my perspective is that like whenever, um, you do something without your kid, you know, and it's like your one time, even if it's doing something like grocery shopping, I will rush through it to get back home because I feel like I have to. Or even like our in-laws watched, um, our in-laws, my in-laws, <laughs> it's my husband's parents, um, like watched, um, well, we went out to dinner for our anniversary, right? And it was on a Sunday. So we both had work the next day and things like that. So we knew we couldn't do like movies or anything like that. Um, because they also had work too and they live like pretty far away. We rushed through dinner. One, the restaurant wasn't busy, you know? But then we were like, okay, well, I guess we'll just go back home, you know? And then, because, like, I felt like 
we couldn't like do anything else because it's like, shoot, well, we need to get back home to her because we don't really have time with her. And, you know, I would feel so bad if I did something else, even just walking around Target without her. Mm -hmm. And like, I know other people feel that way, you know, but it's like, why? Why? It's like you get that one, one time by yourself, but like you feel like you have to rush to get back when it's like, Someone's watching your kid happily. So you're like, take your time. Take your time. Like, no rush at all. Like, you deserve this break. But you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rushes home half an hour later. And they're yeah. like, dude, I was planning to be here for like three or four hours. Yeah, exactly. You know? They were ready. They were ready. And they were excited probably. Like, sometimes yeah. they even plan to go to the park with the baby, right? Yeah. I think I think part of it is that we're highly anxious, right? You and I are both highly anxious people. So I think that feeds into it a lot. Because, you know, I'm pretty, you know, like, I... I appreciate every moment i have where i get to be with just my husband Mm -hmm. so you know like i'm second kid in and first kid i would just be like uh you know like you know now i'm like um yeah thank you you know like Mm -hmm. it's not like i'm gung-ho to get rid of them but i'm a little less anxious also you know like once you mm, i mean the anxiety never like the guilt and the anxiety they just don't go away and it's because you love your kids but i feel like I don't know. There needs to be some type of like speech that goes on all in your head all the time to be like, Hey, this is okay. Like it's okay yeah. to enjoy your husband. It's okay to enjoy your own time. Right. Like, but I think that we've, some people have spent most of their life doing things for other people. Right. Like, and, and you are an especially selfless person. So I think that even, <laughs> okay, well, no, selfless and selfless and cocky. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you've always been a relatively, you know, like an incredibly selfless person. So I think that having to be not selfish, but taking yourself as a priority or taking your relationship outside of motherhood is a priority. You know, I think that's so hard, you know, and I think that's where it stands from is you're just like, you don't know how to be selfish. I just, it's, as long as I've known you 10 years, right. And I, yeah. you don't, you don't know how to. We, like we even like even this we talked about it this morning because mm-hmm. you met for starbucks before yes we this. we planned we posted on our instagram which yeah. please follow that at mommy and yeah. murder but and tiktok and yes and we just got a tiktok account and we're available on more, more platforms now yeah. we'll um, talk about that after yeah but we thought we're talking about it now so okay well <laughs> it's gonna be part of our outro but it's fine we, well we can add it in our outro at the end, so we're fine <laughs> but um i forgot what we were talking about oh starbucks this morning yeah. Yeah. So we went to Starbucks this morning to, to talk, you know, like to go over notes and our scheduling and, you know, how we want to record what our next couple episodes are going to be our mom episodes because we can't tell each other what our, our crime episodes <laughs> we are. We thought about it. We were like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just because we both are what yeah. we would end up being super fascinated by the case and yeah. doing our own research. And then it's not a genuine conversation anymore. No. Um, it's like a, oh yeah tell me more tell me more about all the things i know already yeah <laughs> i also know his uh iq number and his, his weight blood type <laughs> we talked about how even this is like so hard to do sometimes mm-hmm. because of that mom guilt yeah because no. it's like taking time for ourselves to do something that we want to do mm-hmm. but we're like shoot let's hurry up and do this mm-hmm. you know we're like oh no we gotta go like we even planned we planned to record in the morning so that way we we plan to have time with the day so that we could still be with our, our significant other. So yeah. we can still be with, you know, like the kids so we can hopefully do something with the kids. Right. We woke yeah. up at the, you know, like we both have an early job, so it's not terribly out of the yeah. way for us to wake up early, but 
we try to be up before our family was up so that way it doesn't eat into that time. Yeah. Which I think is just a true testament of how guilty we feel. I know. <laughs> I've been so, up since like, I think I got up at before five this morning, just yeah. naturally. And I was like, seriously? And I must have for seven. Mm-hmm. And I don't do any of my research at home. All my research I do at work because I have a lot of downtime at work, you know, which is a contrast to my last job. <laughs> but I have a lot of downtime at this new job. <clears throat> I start at three-ish. I finish pretty much all of my work and reports by 8 a.m. And then I just put out small fires that come out throughout the day. But in between those fires, there's a lot of downtime. And I leave around 12 o'clock. So 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock on a longer day. So it's not that bad. It's really So I'm like, okay, I got to do something. So I'm listening to podcasts because I'm a big podcast listener. Um, I'm, you know, doing research for this podcast. I'm trying to, you know, figure out what I want to do for our next episode or what I want to, you know, because our next episode is going to be a, you know, an intro with Valentine's theme because it should be released, um, the day before Valentine's day. Right. So it's all about how do we figure all of that out? <laughs> you know, yeah. I got to fit the time in somewhere because I can't take it away from my family and I'm learning to, I, at my last job, I did not know how to be selfish. Right. And that killed me mm-hmm. because it took away from me being a parent, me being a parent of two, me being pregnant. I did not prioritize my health while I was pregnant. I did not prioritize my health while I was recovering. I did not re- prioritize, you know, like my mental health, which is huge. Yeah. I want to do a whole episode on mental health for, for us. I want to see how it's possible to get like a doctor involved in this, right? I don't know if you know any doctors that's a mental health professional. No. I know people who are going to be mental health professionals, well, maybe doctors. We can, maybe we'll sneak them They're that almost way. doctors. They're almost doctors. Yeah, last job I didn't prioritize myself. And so this job, because I have the downtime, I'm going to take more advantage of it, right? Whereas my last job, there one, there wasn't any downtime. Two, there was somehow no downtime and still more work added to my plate, <laughs> right? Um, your husband and I used to work together, so you both understand completely what I'm talking about. Like, it's not unfamiliar to you that I, you know, like what the job yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. um, so, so, you know, you know, like, and, and you've been my best friend since before him, right? He didn't exist. All right. So just, just a precursor. <laughs> I existed first in your lives. And I think we need to, you know, just, you know, reestablish. <laughs> Most no. of my core friends mm-hmm. have been before. Before me? No. Bef- <laughs> before you. <laughs> no, before um, my husband got in the picture. Yeah. Cause we That's were all there for the proposal. So how do you cope with the mom guilt? I don't. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the honest truth no, right there. Yeah. Um, I think I have this inner battle mm-hmm. of like we like what happened this week where it's like I go down this rabbit hole of like you shouldn't be doing this. You don't need to spend that money. You need to spend time with your family. But mm-hmm. then at the same time too, it's like I have this other struggle where it's like, but it's something I want, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like, but it'll be fun. I don't never do this. You know, like I need to take time for myself, but it's just this constant battle that nothing gets resolved. Mm-hmm. And I don't end up doing that thing. Well, did you see how they said that um, if you replay scenes and replay scenarios or imagine in future scenarios, you're going, you're living through and your body experiences the stress the same every single time. Mm-hmm. So you're just doing that to yourself. And then I'm just in a constant ball of stress every day. No, I completely understand because I am too. So I, I don't, ugh. when it comes to like doing things for myself, I don't think I have like a go-to either. I think that I have to kind of 90% of the time it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Like 90% of the time I end up giving in to the guilt 
giving into the, you know, um, the like, oh, shoot, like, why am I doing this for myself? Right. Like mm-hmm. one, I don't have the money Two, I don't have the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to remember my nails being painted, but I'll remember playing at the park with the kids. Exactly. Right. Like that's, that's what wins. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm not going to have this moment forever and I'm wasting it. And you know, like y- you go through this yeah. whole, you know, for nails, freaking for nails. Yeah. And, and people probably think we're crazy. I know. But we genuinely, this is genuinely the, 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 you know, like as minute as, you know, getting your nails done throws you in a tivy because you're just, oh my gosh, like how could I be genuinely considering this when there's so many other factors that are important right now? Yeah. I think the only thing that ever helps is if I go, okay, well, being a happier mom makes me a better mom, right? Like that's, that mm-hmm. helps me sometimes. But then again, I'll talk myself back out of it. Like, yep. well, being with my kids does make me happier. But being a happier Illy just in general helps, right? So because who, being a happier mom, that's still, you know, centered around who I am as a parent. Mm-hmm. Being a happier Illy versus being a happier mom and two different things. So being a happier mom, you know, like I'll be happier as a mom if I clean, cook and take care of my kids. If I, you know, like go and make memories with them. If I'm in the pictures a little bit more, right? Like, cause I'm not in the pictures. Um, and then being a happier Illy is just being me, you know? And I don't, mm-hmm. and I'm right now I'm in the process of rediscovering who that is. And that's what this podcast is for. But, um, I think that kind of trying to find that and, and me saying like me telling myself, Hey, like, no, you made a commitment for this year to be, to find hobbies, to do things for yourself, to be a little bit more selfish, to be healthier, you know, like, and health includes taking care of myself by splurging every once in a while. Right. Like I don't, I, the only thing I buy is always kid related. So if I do, if I do buy stuff, like, and if I do spend more money than I should have, it's because I bought the kids clothes or Mm -hmm. shoes that they didn't need. (laughs) So, you know, what, you know, but the couple bucks it takes to like get my nails done, the hour that it takes to be by myself and, you know, have a drink while I get my nails done because my salon does two drinks and I'm not pregnant. So, you know, just those little moments for myself, they're not going to like solve everything, but they are going to make me feel a little bit better. And E, every time I go home and she sees my hand, she tells me, mommy, because this is the first time I've had my nails done in like a year, mm-hmm. um, was for my birthday. And it was only because I get, had a gift card. So I didn't even have to spend the money that <laughs> I feel like, so mm-hmm. guilty about. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that helped alleviate some of the guilt. Cause I was like, oh, yeah. it's not my money I'm spending, um, and, and that's why my dad bought it for me because he knew yeah. I wouldn't, if, if I got it, it would go towards a bill or something, right? So um, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my husband was like, it's your birthday week. Do whatever, do whatever you want. Like, you let me know what you're doing. And, you know, like, I'm just going to take care of the kids. Don't worry about it. Um, but I worried. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching the ring camera, making sure that everybody's okay. Or, you know, like, I'm, I'm, it, my nails are a little bit more intricate in design. So people, you know, like, takes a little bit longer and then I'm like oh shoot like I said an hour now it's an hour and a half right Mm -hmm. things like that kind of take you away from being able to enjoy it so even when I do do something for myself it quickly becomes worry about getting out of that moment for myself Mm -hmm. which makes it so hard to enjoy right like and then you end up like well why am I going if I don't even fully enjoy it right and then it makes it easier to miss out on your next I think it's it's a skill right caring for yourself is a skill and I think that we just need to both be better about practicing it daily because it's the only way we're going to get better about anything. 
I think for me too, I think the big thing is I don't like doing things on my own, you know? So like, you know why though? I'm sorry to interrupt you. You know why? It's because we feel unproductive if it's by ourselves. I think that we hold a lot of, you know, like production and in like value in our production based off of what we've done for other people again. Right. So, yeah. so if you did it by yourself, where, where do you weigh that? Right. Like you can't weigh that. You can't say like, if I'm with you, cause we, whenever we, <laughs> whenever we do decide to like, kind of just hang out, sometimes we'll just hang out in my house or your house and we'll just like be on TikTok near each other while our kids play with each other right and it's off in the distance and we don't even talk to each other right no. No, we'll have a true crime documentary playing in the background we'll both be on our phones on tiktok and we're just off for the day right mm-hmm. and letting the kids keeping the kids alive but like letting them do their thing yeah and i think that it makes you feel less guilty because you visited someone yeah right you visited someone you dropped off a pink drink for me <laughs> you got yourself your drink right like the kids had their snacks right like it we still went through a checklist. You still had the kids involved with you, right? Like, so I think that we just hold a lot of our production, you know, like we value our production based off of who it's impacted. And that's probably why. I also was going to say my social, my social anxiety. Oh yeah. Social anxiety. <laughs> like, like I keep going back to the notes, but that's just the freshest thing in my mm-hmm. mind. Cause it happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm unconsciously trying to get me to convince myself to go. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> But my husband was like, yeah, go, go, go. Like, go for it. Like, yeah. You know? And then I was like, well, I'm not going to go by myself. One, I don't go enough to know, like, what to say mm-hmm. to get my nails done. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say something wrong. Um, but two, I was like, but I don't go by myself. Mm-hmm. So if no one can go with me, I'm just not going to go. Yeah, it's a little and awkward. And my husband was like, I'll go with you. And I was like, the whole point was me. Like, <laughs> it's a cute gesture that he, like, would be like, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. But then who's going to watch M? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole point is, like, she's in this crazy phase right now where she's wild and wants to run and has all this energy. Oh my God. I have to ask him if he, cause we've been saying his name off and on. He left his name in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I don't did. Know if he cares. Well, I, Trev, you can put this in. Trev said that he was, he was actually offended. I didn't mention his name and okay. I was like, Oh, well we had decided to limit usage of any of our names just because I don't want them to be able to Google us and find out yeah. the kids. Right. It's Google. As if we're going to get that popular <laughs> for them to I Google. <laughs> Google. You're going to Google and you'll be like, a brand new podcast. I don't know. <laughs> that was more about social media, but you're oh. here going, reaching real high. Well, Googling you know what? I, I believe long term this can be bigger, right? Like, we already I have 52 like Instagram followers. 52. Wow. And we only know 48 of them. <laughs> you and 48 of them. We both know them. We have mutual friends with all of them. So anyway, so, so we can say Trev. Yeah, so we can say Trevor's name. We can even say Trev um, because he gave one gave me permission and two was like, uh, why aren't I being mentioned? He's like, um, I'm important here. He, he was like, he was like, oh, so am I just the husband? And I was like, kind of. <laughs> I saw this. This is uh, again with the rabbit hole in the thing. I saw this meme the other day that um, it was like this girl was texting her, texting her dad that was like, I have a flat tire. Can you come help? And he's like, well, have, why don't you call your husband? He goes, I, she goes like, I did, but I was busy. And the next line it says, "Well, do you have a spare one?" And she said, "She said I tried him too. He can't go." I love that. And I saw this thing this morning. It was like a screenshot of like calls, mm-hmm. and one of the uh, contact names was like the key to my heart, and mm-hmm. the second one said spare key. <laughs> it was just really funny. I love that. Most of this episode is going to be us going down tangents. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I think that's what the motherhood episode should be, right? Yeah. It's just, again, this is the community, this is the village, right? The village is going to be very free flowing, and then hopefully soon, because uh, hopefully soon it's going to involve more listener participation right yeah maybe we can you know again this is just us talking out loud about how excited we are for all 52 of our followers um hey 52 is a good number we should do something for 100 followers we should do like a sticker a mommy and murder sticker i'm not even kidding you and we'll do a raffle to five people in our 100 followers and then five of them get stickers okay yeah we can yeah that's it okay okay because all of them right now we know, so it'll be easy yeah, to get I'll to just them. Give it to them. Would, I'll give it if, to them at the next would, birthday party. Even if they want it. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> yay, I want it. They're like, yay, I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> but, I got a sticker. Look it. Our listeners all have tumblers. We can make it round so they can put it on their... Yeah, no, that's what like I want to do. I want to do like cute little, you know, like everybody has one of those hydro flasks, right? Every, everybody has hydro flask or the Stanley, whatever it is, right? Because everybody's listening to this has one. That's... I know most of them. all parents. Yeah. It's like their standard exactly. like parent cup. You have to have one with you. So they just will make little stickers and then we'll raffle them off. Just to like, you know, 100 followers is a big deal. Because we, that's officially everybody we know. <laughs> what if it's people we don't know at that point? How do we get it to them? Well, then we, we, we DM them. I, I don't know all the specifics, but we DM them. We yeah. tell them, hey, congratulations. You're one of the winners. Um, and Here's then- the sticker. <laughs> Yeah, what what address can we send it to? And that's it. Yeah, and it'll just be our logo, our mommy and murder logo with a skull or something. That's I, mean, I like the idea. I think okay. it's cute. I just because you're staring at me like I'm wrong. No, I just no. My staring at you was me picturing. Here you've won. Well, what I win a sticker. Well, okay, they're listening to the podcast. They know it's going to be a sticker. I know it was just you. I don't know. Funny thought, like you want a sticker. Yeah, like it's, it's cute. I like it. Not love cute. Stickers. I know. I do too. I'd be happy to win a sticker. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's funny. Like congratulations, you won. I think it's just funny because we're on this side of it. Yeah. You know, I think that we're not. I mean, I like hosting raffles because that's stuff. Like I'll, I'll do raffles at my job, right? Because I get to do whatever I want there. Um, so I'll like host a raffle. We were host raffle, but they host off like TVs and. <laughs> The raffle yeah, it's like, that's what I was thinking, you know, like, yeah, and since it's raffle, you can yeah, think of like bigger things. Since it's beverages, you know, like it's usually like a Pacifico planner or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, or a shirt with a modelo. Pretty cool. Have you gotten any over anything that you used to be especially guilty about? I think I've gotten better. I still overshare and I know that's a that's a symptom of like me feeling like I, like I have to, mm-hmm. uh, how we put her down so early. Cause you would be like, wow, that's super early for like, Oh, I don't need to guilt you about that. I no, 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 not, not, not you. Like in general, like people like, wow, that's so early. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But then like, so I explained the whole thing. And mm-hmm. then I think at first it started me explaining to like defend myself. Mm-hmm. But now I think it's turned into just more of like, yeah, it's cause she doesn't nap. Yeah. She's exhausted. Yeah. I had to get up early. Yeah, because she... And they're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, because I don't think anybody who says anything, at least from my perspective, now that I feel real bad about saying anything, um, I was literally just like, wow, how the heck do you do that? And please show me your ways. <laughs> well, there are certain people <clears throat> that I've talked to that mm-hmm. have like made comments, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what kind of comments? Okay, let's just talk about that a little bit. Um, don't say shit to moms or parents, right? Anybody who's in a parenting situation right now, don't don't... We're going to talk next week about cliches, mostly yeah. cliches that we hate. 
Yeah. Right? That's the mom topic for next week. Don't, don't go over there talking about, I guarantee you that parent has already so much on their mind, so much guilt eating them up. Please do not add to it. Right. If they share something with, if you're lucky enough to be shared information with, right. Like, cause it takes a lot to, I know for you and me, especially, um, I hate telling people things and then feeling guilty or feeling like I over explained or feeling like I, um, share too much information or sh- feeling like I, you know, like should feel bad about what my decision was. That's mm-hmm. not fair. <laughs> yeah. I just, I've had certain people in my life where like I've shared certain things either just to share them, you know, just because it was something to talk about or cause I was maybe excited about something or even just like a, not like a poor me, but just in a moment where I just needed someone to hear and I seemed to get out, mm-hmm. you know, and then it turned into a lecture or them what is the word I'm looking for? Dismissing it. Yeah. You know? That's always really painful. Yeah. And so with her going to bed super early, it just happened to work out for like my schedule and our schedule. And like it became her routine um, because she's never liked to nap. So whenever she was younger, we were, I was trying to get her to nap before, before five, you know, um, to have that third nap of the day, you know, or like the, even the second nap of the day. And then it would be struggling for hours to get her to nap. And then she would nap until 7. And then I'd be up till 10 or 11 until she went to bed again. Mm-hmm. And then I had to get up at 4, you know. So it just it became a, a routine for us to put her down around like 5. Sometimes we'll put her down between 5.30 and 6, depending on if she did nap that day. But majority of the time, she doesn't nap. Mm-hmm. So by like 4.30, like, like, like even yesterday... Like she was just, I can tell when she gets overtired, mm-hmm. she gets this like huge burst of energy where she legit cannot sit still. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you're tired. Mm-hmm. So I'll like, we'll do our routine. I'll put her down. And she's like, by the time I get downstairs, she's pretty much asleep. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. She was so tired. Yeah. You know? So it's like, like five o'clock works for us. Mm-hmm. So I think, but like I said, when I used to tell people that there are certain people in my life that would like say something, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I used to have to defend myself or felt like I had to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now if someone says, oh, dang, like, wow, that go, that's really early. I'm like, yeah, because ABC. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't have to defend myself now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, think that's that, something I got over. Yeah. Definitely like stepping out of the like, I think you're just so defensive as, especially as a first time mom, you know, like, yeah. or a first time parent, you know, like the, you're just so defensive. You're just naturally offensive. One, you just brought this human into the world. Two, you and I both raised these children dur- during COVID, right? Like, um, my daughter was born the week before the sh- world shut down, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I was obviously incredibly defensive. I remember bringing you Starbucks, and you'd bring her out on the, on the porch, mm-hmm. and then I'd be, like, in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and I would, like, put your Starbucks down and walk back, and then you'd bring her out, and I'd be like, ah! yeah no yeah that was that was a weird time in life especially especially i liked it i loved it yeah i did not i did not have a lot of access to my kids um both times um yeah yeah just i'm just a anxious second time around though i feel like you already kind of knew what you were doing Mm -hmm. so you had a little bit more well um, to to be honest the second time around i think that i just had a little bit more experience i was dealing with postpartum depression so i was kind of on survival mode um because I was like numb. I was just was I wasn't there. I just I don't even remember the first month after after I was born. To be honest with you, um, doesn't mean I loved him any less. Just yeah. I was just struggling really really heavily. Um, yeah, and and it was heavily to do with that job I had. Mm-hmm. Um, they were mad at me for taking extending my time off. 
um, to the point where they threatened to take my my PTO away, which I had acquired about three weeks of, and that was that was stress. Yeah, they told me I wasn't gonna get promoted because I was I was pregnant. Remember all of this? And your they even they even they Trev even had. Issues. Yeah, there was consequences because for both of, of us because we both we found we each found each other at our, our last my, well my last employer, um, and he he got he they moved us both out of the building with the most like opportunity for growth mm-hmm. they, that was our punishment they should have kept we were the two stronger full timers so um, they should have kept one of us uh, yeah. there um, I get us being in a relationship we weren't supposed to be da, 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 right so they moved us. Um, they didn't have to move both of you. They did not have to move both of us. They needed to keep one, to be honest, because they ended up promoting about eight people mm-hmm. <laughs> after we left. Um, so I'm not, you know, I don't know how to say that without being cocky, but uh, no, we were we were strong supervisors, right? Mm-hmm. And they moved us, and then we moved to buildings where there was less opportunity. Um, so it really like put a hold on both of our careers. Mm-hmm. Which you know, honestly, after I ended up being pregnant, I was like, okay, well, let's figure out, you know, what what that means for me and a career, right? Yeah, I was really struggling because I didn't leave on the best terms for my maternity leave. The job just had long-term impact on me to the point where I'm about four months away from the job, like after not being in the job anymore, and I'm barely starting to be more present, you know, mentally, mm-hmm. physically, you know. Um, it took like four months after after leaving that job for me to even be human again to the point where I can actually I I love... I love planning, right? I love planning, and I love planning my kids' birthdays. You know that. I love planning my kids' birthdays. I love planning your kids' birthday. <laughs> I would plan for months, looking forward to E's first birthday, her second birthday, A's first birthday. I was looking forward to, like, all of their birthdays, and then the event would come, and I wouldn't even remember it because I was that depressed. But mm-hmm. I, like, it just was a day. It was a day that I had to get through, and I loved getting it done and i love seeing the pictures now because you know a lot of detail went into it but once it actually came to being there and being present i don't feel like i got to enjoy it because i was so stressed out and i was over here upset about something that had gone on and i was upset about like uh you know like there was just always something distracting me or you know i was still thinking about work or i was still thinking about the i was just so like i was just so in auto drive that i wasn't there really and to bring that back around to mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, know, yeah. I can't imagine how that feel would so feel guilty. after well, like, even, not realizing that you can't remember it. Exactly. Even 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 like me feeling. So A, he is. I don't know if I told you this already because I probably saved it for the podcast. But um, so a month ago in January, A was observed by a therapist. Okay. So he, cause he had been like hitting when he's frustrated, he doesn't use his words. He doesn't use the sign language, the baby sign language that we've been teaching him. He like cries until you give it to him. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we figured it out and he has a couple more sign language. He has a little bit more sign language under his belt and a little bit more words, but it's not a lot. And so <clears throat> the tantrums are starting to be further and further between, but they're still there. But when he has a tantrum, he hits his face straight into the floor right like he just mm-hmm. annihilates his freaking head and i have to like put my hand under him to stop him mm-hmm. um but so um when the therapist was observing us because it was a it was a zoom call basically where she watched us um interact and how he responded to words and um how he was he able to hold a spoon a, a fork right like how does he feed himself <clears throat> and then they ask you questions what words does he say what words does he you know like how does he respond when you say this does he do simple commands things like that yeah um how does he play how does he and so 
So we're going through all of it. It's about an hour long where they just observe you and they're like, okay, in a month, somebody will get back to you to tell you whether or whether or not. Yeah, it's a whole freaking month. Somebody will tell you oh, like, okay, we'll get back to you in about a month with, with our results. First off, I already had to fight <laughs> to get somebody to refer me to, right? Because my, my doctor or his pediatrician, their pediatrician, it was like, oh, well, he's a boy. He's a boy. He's, you know, like going to be behind. And my thing is, okay, well, he's a boy, but that's not an excuse, right? If no. he's behind, I don't want him to eat. They're like, oh, well, they don't really look at into stuff like that until he's two years old. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to wait until he's two years old and even further behind? That doesn't make sense to me. Why wouldn't yeah. I? And if it takes like, it's taken two months for me to get a call back, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, like, cause it took a month for the appointment, right? Cause I scheduled it in December, didn't get seen until January, right? Now it took me a month to get called back, which was just like two days ago. And you guys, you know, you, what was I supposed to do? Just wait until he's two years old, hopefully be seen by two years and a month. And then, No, that's not yeah. the process. I'm bringing up these concerns to you because I see him every day. I know what is and isn't okay. And while you're not supposed to compare your kids, he was at a different place developmentally than he is and with speech especially. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, you know, like I got a call back um, a couple of days ago and they told me that he does so he was 17 months at the time of the testing and he passed so so in order to be 25 percent um below to qualify for their program because it's an early early, early bird, start yeah early program start program yeah. um in order to qualify you had to be at 12 months right developmentally at 12 months and so he was 17 across the board right except for speech which is exactly what I thought he was going to be, right? Mm -hmm. He was at 12 months, right? So, and, and, and so, <clears throat> and so that all comes into, oh my gosh, you know, like the mom guilt of, mm -hmm. what am I not doing right with him? You know, like, and, and, and it's just developmentally, he needs a little bit of help somewhere else, right? Like yeah. he did really well with his social and emotional behaviors, but he didn't do well with his speech. Fine, right? He's, he's very empathetic and you can tell that already at such a young age, but here he is needing help with his speech and I know that and I knew that and how dare they like fight with me about yeah. like they don't see him every day and they just see a piece of paper and and he's a number right mm -hmm. so so I'm so I'm gonna start their speech therapy two times a week in-house right so that's really mm -hmm. exciting and I'm gonna start making progress but that comes back to the guilt of okay well what was I doing wrong yeah. right like why can E you know, do so much with speech, whereas he's struggling, you know, yeah. like, and it comes back to that month of me being in that postpartum depression fog, right? And to the point where I like, wasn't, my husband did great, right? He bought a couch for upstairs, so I didn't have to, because I had C-sections. So in order to recover, he bought a couch so I can do everything upstairs. He set up a TV upstairs. He got a TV for my bathtub so I can take baths in there, right? Like he's, he, he hooked it up upstairs for me. So that way I had my own recovery station. Um, he, he woke up with the baby every night. He slept with both the kids and I got my own bed, right? So that way I could recover. He just took care of me. And so, but then, but then I didn't, I don't feel like I did anything, mm -hmm. right? And was that, whereas E, she refused to be put down, right? He was mm -hmm. fine with just dad and that hurt, you know, like knowing that he even now prefers dad, right? And is it because I screwed up when he was a baby? You know, like, is it because... I cried when I held him, you know, like that, that it just sucks to think about, you know, that I struggled so much with him and could have possibly negatively impacted him because of that. Right. Like you just, mm -hmm. you just, 
it's it, you go down the rabbit hole you do you know like even if it had nothing to do with it yeah exactly if that's just what he needed help with and that's just what he needed help with but mm-hmm. for for me you know like it's i immediately start blaming myself right like yeah i don't i did i used to read every night with e and i read with a when i can <laughs> you know yeah. because now there's two of them and E had one-on-one attention and I was able to extend my time off with her longer, you know, and he, I felt so bad about work, you know, like, and they were giving me such a hard time. I felt pressured to go back when I went back. So, you know, like it was, it was, yeah, no, that definitely big on mom guilt right there where, where I'm like, well, what am I doing wrong? You know? And, and, and at the end of the day, I'm getting him the help that he needs and I'm trying not to feel bad about it. But, oh, my God, it kills me. Yeah. <laughs> kills me now. <laughs> I start tearing up during that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I only have one tear duct, so it was interesting. <laughs> but I know, And as you're talking about that, the difference between the two, I'm over here thinking about the guilt that I have just being pregnant and how it's different. Yeah, you know, like even being pregnant, you feel guilty. You're like, oh, E, like, I'm so sorry I can't pick you up. Right? Like, I'm so sorry. Mom can't. Mom can't play with you right now. And she doesn't. She didn't know that. She was one. She doesn't, she doesn't know why I have to only pick up baby or why mommy's not able to go up and down the stairs with her anymore. And I have to hold her hand versus carrying her. Right. Cause she asked for uppy. Right. So, you know, it turns into, you know, just the whole bunch of guilt slapping in you in the face, every single, everywhere, you know, everywhere. Or <clears throat> I feel guilty. I felt guilty when I didn't let people see her. Right. Or him. Right. Cause I was very strict, especially cause we were still like, um, he was born in 2021 so we were slightly getting over, you know, like the COVID fear, but we were still in it enough for the hospitals have strict rules and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we just didn't allow people to be there um, because then there's a whole thing. But um, but yeah, no, that that makes you feel guilty because there's, you know, certain familial pressures. Right. Mm-hmm. And it comes from a good place. They just want to see the baby and they're excited for the family. But at the same time, you're like, no, last last time when I was recovering um, with with the uh, e right it was an emergency c-section because i had been in labor for 56 hours so so they had me hooked and i was preclamptic so i was hooked up to magnesium which was a three-hour drip so every three hours they would change out my drip and then every um couple of hours i don't remember if it was two or three um they would have to withdraw blood to test me right to make sure mm-hmm. that the magnesium wasn't killing me yeah <laughs> right so so um it ended up like I left there with like a black arm, essentially. They had to, I only have good veins in my left arm, not my right arm. So then like after they like completely blacken, after I completely like blackened my left arm, it, they were like, okay, well, we have to figure something else out because you're like, can't even poke you anymore. I was like, you guys are messing me up, man. Like it was, it was, it was rough, right? And so, but then you feel bad because you're like, no, I have to make the decision for myself. And um, right now that decision is, I can't. And and then you're playing hostess, right? Like yep. I'm cut open on the bed. Um, a woman is pushing my uterus back into its place, right? Like they do that stomach oh, pressing I thing. Hate I that. hated that. It hurt. It, it hurts so bad, right? And then they call it a tummy massage. It does not feel no. like a tummy massage. I would never hire them as a masseuse. Um, but yeah, no, they like do that. And, and so like I'm over here bleeding and crying and struggling and, you know, like everybody's touching my kid and, you know, like they're there for the kid and I'm just there. I feel gross because I've been sweating and I'm, you know, like I haven't moved from this bed in three days and, you know, because it was, I was again recovering from something pretty serious, which is a C-section with everything else, with everything else. And then people are coming in and again, I know it came from a place of love and excitement and, you know, joy for my family growing, but I couldn't, I decided that 
I couldn't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I decided, no, this is this is it. This is it. Mm. I can't. I can't. I can't play hostess and recover. Right. I can't play. Um, you know, I can't have people coming in and me stressed out about them holding because the times that I would sleep, it was really far and few in between the first time because again, I was every three hours. It was a process, right? Every three hours they were checking on me. They were withdrawing blood, which is painful, and I have a phobia of needles, so that was ridiculous. I mean, what that, a situation. To have to, like, occur when you already have that phobia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, and your whole pregnancy is needles. <laughs> yeah. I literally got two or three this week. Yeah, they, they, they poke you and prod you for everything, which, you know, helped through the baby. Mom's scared. <laughs> Mom's scared. I'm like, and I asked them at one point, oh, my gosh, I, that made me dizzy. Um, <laughs> she just showed me, for people listening, she just showed me um, a bruise healing from her recent blood draw. So yeah. it made me a little dizzy. <laughs> I didn't even know I had it that bad. And I looked down the other day and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. No, it's because our body's not supposed to be punctured all the time. <laughs> well, the guy who did it was like, happy thoughts. Huh. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, I'm like, I've, I've, I've literally, I, I'm very honest with the nurses after, you know, like after the first pregnancy, I was very honest with the nurses after that. Um, I was like, hey, I'm terrified of needles and I need you to hold my hand. And they would hold my hand. After. I've never had, I've never had a bad nurse right and especially in labor and delivery i survived labor because of my nurses you know like because you at when you do a c-section the very beginning right when they you know and this is this is a trigger warning for anybody who doesn't like anything related to surgeries or um, needles they uh they have you bend over right just like you would with a um, what is it called epidural epidural you bend over they stick a giant needle in your back right and to make sure the bottom half of your body is numb so they stick a giant needle in your back right which you're like okay well i'm getting a c-section and i thought i bypassed this freaking epidural ship. <laughs> that was the worst I thought experience I cheated of my life the system <laughs> but i didn't right they still had to stick it and and i was so scared that i was shaking and i ended up they ended up because i was shaking too much they poked something wrong in my oh, back no. and I kicked the nurse that was holding me. Cause I was like, I'm really scared of needles. I don't think I can do this. And she was like, sweetheart, you got this, like hold me. And so I literally was hugging her because your husband or your partner or your significant other, they call it a support person now, which I actually love that. Term. Yeah. So your support person can't come in there at the yeah. very beginning because they faint all the time because they yeah. can't handle it. So yeah. they faint and now they got to be like, Oh, well, I got to take care of the fucking guy on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> but this lady's got her uterus open and she's awake, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I guess we'll have out the guy who couldn't see the blood, <laughs> which is fine. I would have fainted. If I, I know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just, you know, like uh, comparatively, I think going through the surgery is worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I'm, I kicked the nurse and she didn't, she didn't even flinch. She was just like, it's okay. You've got this. We're going to sit up straight. We're going to take wow. a deep breath. We're going to do it again. Right. And you need to stop shaking. Talk to me about how you met your husband. And I was like crying, but it helped. It helped to be like, oh yeah, we were, you know, like it was really sweet actually <laughs> to, to, to talk a little bit about how I met him. And it kind of, it took my mind off just enough that I didn't shake too much um and then they go through the entire surgery <laughs> so which is already scary and i'm shaking and you know like i i used to have asthma a couple years ago so then here my uh, asthma was reintroduced because i was having a panic attack because mm -hmm. because it's it's nerve-wracking right i don't want to i don't want to scare anybody who's possibly pregnant right now we're over the, here like yeah pregnancy wow here's all this fun stuff no and i like, mean there's a lot of good there's one good thing out of pregnancy there's the two good things out of pregnancy okay let me name the baby is number one. The other good thing, people give you shit. 
<laughs> that's it that's it that's the rest of it sucks and and you know like the symptoms suck the <laughs> i was thinking earlier not to cut you off but i was talking to someone else who was who's also pregnant with their first mm-hmm. and i was like yeah da, da, da. and you know we were comparing how we were feeling whatever and um i was thinking i was like wow whenever you think about having another kid you never think about the birth. Mm-hmm. You're always like, yeah, I have another baby. Like, you know, well, the struggles that come with mm-hmm. having two kids. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I have to go through birth again? Yeah. That was, I was like, man, why'd I do this well, to that's myself? What's, that's what, that's what's, that's why I'm not having a third, right? I'm, I don't plan. If I do and you guys re- pull this podcast up in like a year and I'm pregnant, that's on my husband. Someone so. specifically asked me yesterday if you were done. Me? Not yesterday. This week. Who asked you? I honestly couldn't tell you now. That's I don't crazy. remember. Who? Someone who knows you. I yeah. don't. Yeah, no, no, no. I was like, I think they're done. I don't know if later, but I no. was like, I don't know. I think so. I'm done. And if my husband doesn't go to a professional to make sure I'm done, right, with scissors, then I will perform a surgery myself because <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting pregnant again, right? The mm-hmm. the, the second labor that I had with A, I bled, yeah. I bled out. I bled out. And it was a, like, it was, well... It was going to be planned, and then mm-hmm. you went into labor. But. Yeah, it was, that was a trip, too. I had a plan to have a surgery on a certain date. Then that ended up getting messed up. and then Because someone decided he was coming early. Because somebody decided to make his big debut. And then I was really upset because my husband was in the, in the, in the room with me looking at food. on and, and you can't have, before your surgery, you can't have food for X amount of hours. right? Mm-hmm. So I hadn't eaten all day. right? And he's over here like, doesn't that look good? And I'm like, I swear to God, if you show me another reel of a steak i'm gonna kill you right like the nurses are on my side they will escort you out right now i'm <laughs> they not will escort you they, out they're all my friends in there they're all my friends right because i do the whole like labor and delivery basket right mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you did that but we did a I, the plan was to yeah it's, it's so hectic you really can't think of things but that was that's something i want to talk about too is like we made um um like for our nurses and our our labor staff we made a little um thank you box where where we would refill it and we put oreos and those starbucks coffee drink things in there we put snacks in there cheese it's whatever it was we just bought a whole bunch of snacks my dad would bring pizza down right to the i was in there for a while because you know we waited 56 hours before we decided hey i gotta tap out but you know so we so we made the labor and delivery box which made everybody very very friendly towards us yeah, my dad brought pizza, right? I was like, hey, dad. Well, like, okay, this was before COVID. This was like before, right before this COVID. This was the week before COVID. Let me tell so you a little people story. People could come into the hospital. Yeah, people were things. allowed to come into the hospital. Yeah. And to, as a matter of fact, when I was, right after I had gotten the needle and they lay me down and they start testing your body to make sure like you can't feel anything because that's what they'll do next. So I'm laying on the table, on the operating table, right? And the doctor and the nurses are like, yeah, it's supposed to be like, we're probably not going to have enough beds in the hospital for this. And, you know, like it was the first, and they're like, they were talking and they were like talking about COVID and I had never heard the term before. I was like, what the fuck is COVID? What's that? You know, like, and they're just talking amongst each other. Oh, so casual slicing me open. And I'm just like, I'm just there, you know, just like looking up. Like, I'm just looking up, trying to focus on my breathing really. Cause they gave, they gave me a mask. They gave me like a face mask thing to help with my breathing. Cause I was having a panic attack. I'm like, you guys are talking very casually about this, you know, thing that you think is going to annihilate a hospital. But I feel like if I have to have a C-section this time, I'm going to need a mask too it's it's you know what the the mask kind of does and doesn't help because if i'm not claustrophobic but it made you feel a little claustrophobic Mm. 
to the point where I was like, there's something on my face, please take it off. Like, but it was mm-hmm. just because I was at an all time anxious high, right? Like, did you have it second time too? The mask? I did. Yeah. And I told him that the, the second time I was like, Hey, last time they had to give me a mask because I had a panic attack. Um, and my, and my asthma ended up acting up, which I haven't had it since I was 10. Yeah. Um, so they just like preemptively gave it to me because I ended up not being able to breathe again. <laughs> I wonder if I tell them with about my breathing problems mm-hmm. that they said was normal. Yeah. Well, that's um, the thing too, is that you're always, you're always like, okay, well this isn't normal. Like I should not feel like this. And, and technically like a lot of like professionals and especially people who put mom first mentalities or the pregnant person first mentality, they'll, they like respect what you say. They, you know, like follow through with it. They, 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 they post things all the time uh, on social media and they're like, no, you shouldn't feel like this. You shouldn't actually feel or even when it comes to your menstrual cycle, they're like, no, you really shouldn't be like bent over in pain and out of commission for three days because of cramps, right? Like that's not normal and we need to help you. But then the rest of the doctors are like, oh, it's just cramps. Good luck. And mm-hmm. pop in an ibuprofen. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I, I think that's a whole that, other episode. I think, that, I think that it should be mandatory in sex ed classes that men have those cramp things. <laughs> you know how expensive that would be? They're $25 on Amazon. A good one is 50. They can do it. Every school in America? Every school in America. Yeah, absolutely. Who's going to pay for it? I already do. <laughs> There's one parent in the class who thinks it's funny. <laughs> She's like, it's going to be me. I'm going to donate one. I will pay. <laughs> but I think it's a great, you know, like one, it gives more sympathy for the, you know, like for the men growing up or well, the guys turning into men, right? Like they're going to. They're going to have um, possibly partners or family that are going through it. And it's important. Or even a daughter maybe in the future, right? If that's where they're going. Maybe they'll have a daughter. It helps you be more understanding if you can go through it yourself. That's why everyone should also have a C-section. <laughs> no, that would be terrible. I'll stop talking about C-sections. The thing is, like, if I have to have one, like, I'm okay. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you think is, you need, mm-hmm. you know. But then it's the thought of, like, actually sitting there and be like, oh. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, we should have an episode with a lot more. I want to do like, um, I want to do a live show, which I think we talked about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to do a live show at some point once we have a little bit more traction of our birthing stories. So more details about what we actually went through. I know I just kind of touched on most of the major things, <laughs> but we can go into it a little bit more and then hopefully it's a live show so we can answer some questions about, you know, like what we went through, what we decided to pack for the day of labor, right? And, you know, cause labor one versus labor two looked very different in terms of packing for me. I was on like a three day vacation for labor one. I took a carry on bag for <laughs> labor two, right? It's super simple. Mm. We were packing ours while I was actively in labor. Yeah, you were stressing me out. I, and I asked you like two months in advance. I, know. I was like, hey, can you start packing? Because you're stressing me out. I, we had it half packed. Mm-hmm. It's just we had certain things that we like, were like, well, we need to get this. And we just haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And then it, it stressed me out. said, bam, yeah. time to go. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Eric was running around going, I need this. And I was like, okay, we have to go. Like, I'm starting to get contractions really bad. I need to go now. Yeah, so let's do, let's plan for like a future live show. Maybe when we hit a certain number. We are 100. Our 100 subscriber. I think we should, not for Instagram, but our 100 subscriber for our podcast. We should do a live show. To figure out how to do that though. I'm okay, well, do. that's what our producer is for. Okay. <laughs> production team. We're just the talent. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we get paid the big bucks. Oh, one. yeah, all zero dollars. <laughs> well, negative and, now. Cause anyways, our first sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think overall we want to recap this episode with, hey, you know, like 
mom guilt is real. <laughs> it's it's real, and if you're like B and I, it slaps you in the face every day. <laughs> you go down rabbit holes every day. Yeah, you just spiral daily. But hopefully together, you know, as this village starts to grow a little bit, we can be there and voice our concerns and hopefully talk each other out of those deep ends, you know, so that we can we can say, hey, like, it's it's okay. And it's okay to treat yourself. And yeah, you should have gotten your nails painted, right? We, we can do that. And we'll do that together as a team. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again. I'm Illy. And I'm B. And this was Mommy and Murder Podcast. We're so excited for you to join our village. Mm-hmm.